Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits conversation. In our last conversation, we were talking about cognitive bias, and we realized that sometimes you have to be able to use them. It's a, a thing of everyday life. You can't question every single thing that you know. So the question is, how do you know when you should challenge a cognitive bias? And how do you know when it's okay to just use it and move on? Use that shortcut and move on. So Simon, you post this. So you want to start us off? Um. Okay. Um, so I guess, you know, uh, some cognitive biases we would call wisdom or experience. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and sometimes they are old thinking. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's one of the challenges, particularly in business of leadership, is to know when you should use your experience and when you should be open to fresh ideas. Yeah, you made the and, point that questioning it is called innovation. Yeah. So I think if we draw a distinction then between an individual's cognitive biases, which allow them to go through the day without having to stop at every decision and, and, and evaluate, mm -hmm. and a company's cognitive bias, which is going to be the tool of, or, or the, the, it's going to be at the behest of the leadership team, generally speaking, is it more helpful, do you think, to have a broad leadership team that has a variety of opinions in order to examine every bias mm. before a decision is being made. I, I, I think there's an immaturity. There are immature companies where the leader will employ mm. people like the leader yeah. and then have no way of knowing. The whole company is going off in a, in a, a Lenin-like pursuit of, of this bias, which could be destructive. And they end up think, think, right? Yeah. That, well, that's the thing. It's like, so at, at first it looks very efficient. And the leader feels very good because there is lots of cohesion in the team and we think that's good until the world changes mm. and you don't notice at that point mm -hmm. and so i guess it's you have to pick don't you it's i mean i guess it's similar to what we mentioned before because from from what you're saying there simon and steve but you know if you'll you'll know if something needs challenging if you're never being challenged mm. um so it's true. I mean, because I think that because something we touched upon earlier was, you know, from a leadership point of view, it's hard because being decisive is a fundamental part of good leadership. You can't, you know, sort of keep putting things back out to the crowd and going, I don't know, what do you think? You know, there has to be a degree of certainty and a degree of right, weigh it up, da -da -da -da, here's the decision. Um, in times of crisis, you're pressed to do that at speed. Um, so there perhaps feels like there's less time to, you know, go and consult the crowd and that kind of thing. Um, but at the same time, I think any, any time, I think if, if you can ask the question, have you weighed up the pros and cons? If you're not sure what the pros and cons are, you just kind of go, well, yeah, I've thought about it, but that's, I already knew the answer. Mm. That's possibly where you need to challenge yourself a little bit. Um, do you know what other people in your team would say? Are you avoiding speaking to those people in your team because you know what they'd say? Mm. Um, you know, if you have a decision coming up and you think, well, I could ask Bob, I'm not going to ask Bob. <laughs> you, know, you find yourself leaning in another direction. Um, you know, if, if you're feeling that kind of uh, resistance to, to consulting, then all the more reason to consult, I would it's say. It's always good to have somebody who'll rock the boat, but always rocking the boat is a problem. And that brings us yes. back to the question of how do you know when you can just go with the smooth sailing and when you should rock the boat? Well, the answer is that's what you get paid for as a leader. Mm. There is no right answer. 
that's why you're there and that's why you get paid the big bucks. I guess, yes, I would agree with that. And I would, I would posit that really good leaders do listen to opinions and do evaluate across a broad section of whatever information flow they have, whether it's their board or their trustees or their governors or whoever. How, and they have to evaluate and they have to make a decision. If they're not making a decision based on a proper evaluation of a broad spectrum of opinion, they're probably, well, they're going to govern the direction anyway because they are going to be swayed in the direction that they think is right. Mm. If, they, if they get 10 opinions and five are, are, are black and, and five are white, but they like white, they're going to end up going white. But that's, that's, but that's, yeah, that's leadership. leadership, exactly. That is the job. Of, 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 yeah. The, the, the individual, though, who says, well, I've got nine people saying black and one saying white. I like white. Let's go with them. There is the potential for success. But then, like gamblers who, who will only ever tell you about their wins, but never tell you about the 20 losses that happen to every win. But, the leader who, who makes a brave decision against the flow of information is all well and good, but they'll only tell you about, they'll only broadcast when that decision has gone well. They won't broadcast when the, the nine decisions that went badly. I think that's context dependent. You know, your industry, the circumstance, the style of the decision. And so that's the interesting thing for me about this entire discussion is all we're really highlighting is this is a tough call and this is what senior management call is about. And it, and it probably is the major call because, you you know, if a decision gets up to senior management, it is uncertain. If it was easy, somebody else would have decided and done it. So if, if, it, if you're making a difficult decision, is there cognitive bias involved in it or just the nature of it being a difficult decision makes you think is that true i i think it's about understanding so i think if you can if you're making a decision uh without understanding the other side if you if you if you if you know that you've made the effort to understand anything and again ask yourself that question that's you know saying well if if they were right, if I had to, if I were a, a lawyer, a barrister or whatever, mm. and I had to make a case for them being right, what would I say? Mm. Yeah, you know, it doesn't mean you have to go with it, but it, that forces you to understand it at the level that they understand it. You can still disagree with it at the end, but you have to have taken that journey to understand them in the first place. If you don't understand where they're coming from and you couldn't make that case, there's every likelihood you're just being swayed by your cognitive bias rather yeah. than you know, taking into account, truly taking into account what those other opinions are. Yeah. I guess if, if you could, if you could, as a company leader, uh, always make a decision that was completely without bias, you might as well step down and put AI in place. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah, good point. I was reading something recently where they, the question was, could you look at the other side of the argument and find 5% of it that you could agree with, just 5% that you could say, yes, this part of it works. And that can help you navigate your own bias i think the other thing to recognize is a lot of senior decisions are low information decisions yes um and to some extent you need your experience bias to come into play there as well yeah, yeah. that's true too yeah so finding that balance between bias as wisdom mm. and bias as overbalanced thought yeah. is, is where we ought to look for. That's what we ought to be um, reaching for. Yeah. 
And I think we have to be careful when it comes to judging other people with our bias. I think we're really quick to do that because it's easy. It's an easy way to categorize people. And I think when you start categorizing people, that's when you need to start looking at your biases and, yes. and asking yourself, well, why did I just make that assessment about that person? Because I think we make that mistake. So what are we saying? What we're basically saying cognitive bias is hard to notice. And if you start questioning every single decision, you'll never make any decisions because that's not the way the human brain works. Um, we're suggesting that take a look at the other side and see if you can either argue their point, like you understand it well enough to argue it, or if there's a little bit of it, just some of it that you can recognize as, oh, that might be valid because that might help you with your cognitive bias. What other points have we made that we could kind of sum up about this? There's no, there's no substitute for wisdom, whether that's experience or uh, garnered wisdom from other people. Mm -hmm. If there was a substitute for wisdom, AI would be further along the road than it currently is. Yeah, yeah. Any other final thoughts that we need to tag on here? I think just a, a reflection of the fact that this dance is the senior leadership dance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and to your point, Simon, having a coach, having someone that you can bounce these ideas off of, so that you're not making your decisions in a vacuum of your own thoughts, I think is super helpful. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're going to stop it there because I know we could go down this rabbit hole all day. I appreciate you guys being here. I, en I enjoy the conversations that we have every time we do it. And I look forward to the next one. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye. Cheers, Robin.